And now, here's your host, Alessandra Torresani. Carmeet, welcome to Emotional Support, coming all the way from the beach right now. I am so thankful that you have come on to the podcast. I have had you on my list for three seasons now of a must-needed guest. And I had the pleasure of speaking with you um, with our mutual dear friend, Anch, uh, through the LGBTQ plus um, community, you know, celebrating pride coming together. And I was... Um, auctioning off a bunch of um, merch for emotional support and for the Trevor project. And you are just such a light and such an inspiration and just such someone that's so open talking about mental health, which is so rare in the music business um, to truly be on stage open and off stage open. And so I'm just so honored to be here. Carmeet, how are you doing? <laughs> I'm amazing. Thank you for asking. How are you doing? Oh, you know, it's been a day. Thank you for asking. It has been a day. It's been a day of, uh, you know, I can't wait to uh, finally like take a, a long bath tonight and a sleep. I'll just say that much. Um, but this is a, a special treat that I have uh, hanging out with a pussycat doll right now. I think that this is really special. <laughs> this made the day. This definitely Here's made my day. day. <laughs> I hear I hear you with that long bath. Right? Oh my God. <laughs> Honestly. That, it's important to do that. It is a game changer. It is. So I have to ask you. Yeah. Okay. You have been yes. like... Little did you know, you were such an icon to me. And I grew up, I'm not, what's funny is I'm not that young, but I grew up with your music in the point of my life where it was so important for me emotionally as I was changing, as I was going through hormones, as I was becoming a true in quote, out of quote, woman. And I, I've talked to a lot of people about this. I've talked to Anch about this too, like separately. Do you know what an impact you have made on so many of us? Like, because he, he's like, I grew up with Carmi being like the the one, the one and only Pussycat Doll, like love the music. It was the badass female albums that really you would play when you were feeling down or not feeling strong and not feeling that power within and owning that power. And I mean, do you have any idea the impact that you have made on so many of us? Oh, that is so cool to hear. I mean, I, I have an idea, obviously. That was the intention, female empowerment, making women feel strong. Women and all, everybody feels right. strong. But right, everyone. Especially just empowering people, everyone. We are all about inclusivity. And I think that that's so, I'm honored to hear you say that, honestly, because sometimes we forget even what we've done in our life in our career and who we've touched who we've moved so like that means the world to me and i i that's awesome <laughs> oh my gosh but you must get it all the time i mean you know we used to get a lot of like praise and now i'm just like in a different phase in my life and it's like not as much you know people recognizing me on the street which is totally fine i feel like i'm in another chapter of my life right and i'm really enjoying in a little more grounded, you know, when you're in that kind of whirlwind of um, fame and, you know, this fast paced career thing, touring and all over the world, it's like you're giving a piece of yourself, like all over, you're scattered. You're totally scattered, you totally. know, and it's really a struggle. 
to stay grounded, to stay present. I mean, because there's so much happening. So it's 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 important to um and sorry for all the noise. No. It's kind of loud, huh? <laughs> okay, so let's go back. How does Carmeet become Carmeet? Was this something that you always, I knew you were always a dancer and a, a singer and performer, but was this something that you always knew you wanted to do? Was that kind of your, let me put it this way. I was a national jazz and tap champion when I was a kid. That was my life was competition dancing. I love it. Oh yeah. I was like competition dancer, Maddie, like when I, like years and years and years before Maddie and Jojo, right? That was my whole <laughs> world. And that's how I got into acting because when I was wow. nine years old, I had auditioned to be a host of a kids club um, for the WB where I interviewed celebrities and like local celebrities in San Francisco and cartoons all in between the Animaniacs. Um, we did it between Pinky and the Brain, all of these things. And I shot it on a Saturday, but they had seen me at a dance competition and said, oh, does she want to audition? I made it out of like 200 or 300 kids and I completely got bit by the camera bug because I always loved to perform and I always loved being on stage, but I had no idea yeah. that I would feel an even bigger rush for me personally being in front of a camera more than even being on stage. But there was something that was so um, magical and when I speak to other dancers and other performers, the best learning I ever did in my life, just in general of how to be a good person, how to be able to speak, how to have a conversation with a stranger, literally was all based on me just being a dancer and being a performer and being able to express yeah. myself through my movement. And still to this day, whenever I'm in a manic bipolar episode or feeling down or feeling depressed, if I take a dance class, I mean, my God, I am a different human being. I am, I am sane again. Um, did you start doing this when you were younger, the, the performing and, and having such creative artness behind you? Yeah, wow. First of all, I'm so impressed. I love hearing that about <laughs> you and how you got to this place because you're such a natural. You're so gifted at what you do. And now just being in this oh, position that you have a platform to speak openly, to speak candidly about your life and how you got here and all the things that go on off stage right. versus also in you know not just in front of the camera is so important that we acknowledge all those pieces of who we are because it's not about just always looking great and people oh, think yeah. our lives perfect it's it's there's reality to it so i, I first of all i just want to acknowledge oh, you and thank you what you're doing this is so important and um and i just i'm it's important to me too to be able to give back and right. to connect with people not I love of course performing definitely yes. and it did start with my parents my parents were in the industry my I tell the story like my fans know it but my dad danced with Elvis and what? he was on Broadway that's and, so cool yeah and my mom and him yeah my mom did modeled and did commercials and they did movies together and like super cool like stuff and I watched them like my dad had a dance company, an Israeli folk dance company that toured wow. for like 14 years, seven before I was born and seven after. And I grew up like watching, I basically joked that I grew up on tour and yeah. I watched them always from the wings. Like, and I used to pretend like that I was the choreographer and I'd be like, stop it. Like they were doing, <laughs> like, they were doing my shit right, right. So I was, just, it's so funny because literally I, I mean, 
it was something just natural. Like they supported me. It was kind of a natural evolution of my life and where I was going. And I feel like, and then they stopped because my parents got separated and then divorced and they kind of stopped. And I was like, why'd you guys stop? And they were like, we had you. And I was like, oh, your life stops when you have a baby, you know? So that was one of the pre-programmed things also in my brain. Yeah. Um, but it was just performance was always part of everything I did. So Mm. I started at a young age dancing, obviously my mom taught in the LA unified school district, um, for over 25 years. She taught dance and was the magnet coordinator. My dad is 91. They both still dance and stretch and Pilates every day. Like it's so inspiring, but it just shows you that, you know, how important it is to move your body in whatever realm. And so when you just said what you said, I literally almost had a tear because yesterday a friend of mine sent me randomly a dancer friend of mine that I've known for over like 20 years sent me the video of uh, Gene Kelly and Debbie Reynolds. Good morning. (gasps) Oh, good morning. Oh, singing in the rain. Yeah. And I just literally, first I was just like lit up and then I cried and I was like, oh my God, I need to dance. Yes. Like I haven't danced in so long. And so next time, tell me when you go take a dance class, cause I need, 100%. I need to come. I need to come. Oh, I need a different I will do it. kind. I need a different kind of thing because right now for me, it's so hard because people are like, oh, you're a pussy cat doll. So they expect me to go to certain classes and then those classes are all like you're making the music video when you go take the class. It's not like to go and go into your soul and, and bring out the dance and the the life that comes from that, you know? Right. So yeah. Call me next time, girl. No, because it's, it's true. It's the pure joy. And that's what I always try to, you know, express to the listeners and people who, you know, follow along with my life path and whatever, whatever you do, if you find a passion, um, you, you have to do it and you have to do something for your mental health that involves yes. some sort of movement that you're passionate about, whether it be going out and playing soccer, whether it be doing jumping jacks, find something with movement because, you know, when, when I was a kid, everyone used to say, oh, she has so much energy. She has so much energy, blah, 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 blah. That's I what I always heard. Oh my God. Yeah. I mean, I got it all the time. And my mom had me in Taekwondo. She had me in dance. She had me in basketball. Like I was constantly moving and doing stuff, but it was the best thing for my mental health because you, I I took all of that pent up energy that I had that was stress and anxiety and that I had projected onto myself at a young age, not even aware that it actually stemmed from a severe perfectionism issue that, that was caused by bipolar disorder. But I, I needed that dancing and that movement to release that so I wouldn't have a manic episode. Or if yeah. I did have a manic episode, at least it wasn't that bad. You know, it was. It could yeah. have been way worse than it was. You know, so I think that, it's so important and I get it. Like when you work, it's just like with acting. Like I don't take acting classes for funsies, right? I don't do it like, you know, you're talking about pussycat yeah. dolls. You're like, I'm not taking a dance class for pussycat dolls for a music video shoot, like for fun. The, right. the passion isn't there. Like you need to find that passion again in whatever it is and, and use yeah. that for your own mental health. Now, when you first got into the Pussycat Dolls, was this the first music band and that you were a part of? 
or had you done it before? We started off as a burlesque dance group on the underground scene in LA. And it was, it was very much like, and it's funny because a friend of mine, Tanika Ray, who's, you know, on E, she does uh, yeah. extra, sorry, not E, extra. Yeah. She, um, she used to be a dancer. We danced back in the day for Aaliyah and everybody. And I remember we connected like after everything had happened, she was on extra and I was doing the pussycat dolls and she goes, girl, you always said you wanted to be in a girl group, a pop group. And I was like, I did. She was like, yeah, she goes, you manifested that. I was like, you're funny. Like, I don't even remember that, but I guess I said that, but I think with the dolls, I had always said, you know, we're, we're doing these like lip syncing things. I'm like, why don't we actually sing? Why don't we sing for real? That would be so cool. And so I think it was sort of kind of an evolution and obviously the group transformed with different girls um through that and obviously you know once you get into the music industry it's a whole other world and ball game so the dolls have different chapters you know right um but i'm grateful to have been there from the beginning and and seen it through and it's it's a beautiful story it hasn't ended very well right now but um, <laughs> yes hopefully <laughs> You know, you were just talking about Aaliyah, which was another inspiration of mine. Uh, what was that like being such a young age and losing such an incredible artist that you were collaborating with? And in that stage, obviously, that was before Dolls. That was when you were an, in quote unquote, strictly a dancer, right? Um, and you, you know, I, I think that's something... Still, I Oh, you were, you were doing this. I was, I was, yeah, I was doing the dolls, but we hadn't gotten oh. the deal with Interscope yet. So we were oh. still underground, but I was still working as a freelance professional dancer, but sorry, let me let you finish. I, no, I no, 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 I, I, I want to know all of it. This is all like, this is such a fun, like way for me to learn so much more. I'm just so excited because I remember seeing the dolls at the Viper room back in the day before it was, you know, when I grow up and the CD oh can't, all that stuff. Yeah. But, you know, I think that, you know, obviously I, I've talked about them a few times on the show, but our other mutual friends are, are Jerry Slaughter and Paul Morente, who are the most incredible dancers and choreographers of our generation. Just un-fucking-believable. And Casey, the original doll. Casey Campbell, the original doll, who's now the kick-ass lawyer who I'm going to play in a life, Lifetime original movie. I told her that. I was like, yes, it's my dream please. to play you. <laughs> I'm like, wouldn't that be amazing? Yep. I told her, I'm like, that's my life goal. That's my life goal to play her in a movie because she is the most epic character. The most epic character. Totally. Totally. I love it. What I always say to all of them is, and, you know, and Stacey, Flood, all of them, how important it is for a, even though I'm not a musician, I understand the importance of collaboration and I understand the importance of, it literally takes a fucking village, right? To create any sort of incredible beauty behind anything, you know? And art, it takes a village. Um, you could be the most amazing singer in the world, but your show's gonna suck if you don't have the most incredible dancers behind you and the most incredible musicians and the band and the energy and the lights and the stage direction and all of that. If you want a true performance, you gotta do it all. So what I always say is people don't understand the importance of dancers, yeah. of 
what dancers do for an artist and also how they emotionally support artists. And I think that it's kind of all come to the surface now when you see everything that's gone on with Britney Spears and her dancers are slowly coming out and talking about supporting her and being there and how those were her only friends that she had because they were the only people that truly understand who she was. So was that like something that you were even aware of the impact that you had on someone such as an Aaliyah, you know, at such a young age and being there through that career? And, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, you were in her last music video as well before she, she tragically passed. Well, I wasn't, you know, the dolls weren't kind of hadn't burst on the scene on the music scene yet when I worked with Aaliyah. And the funny thing is I was working with the, the choreographer Fatima Robinson. So she and I, we worked together in the industry. And at that time she choreographed a lot of Aaliyah stuff. She was Aaliyah's best friend. And, um, you know, she always used guys in her videos. And I said, Hey, I called her one day. Like I never called anybody for a gig for a job. <laughs> I called her. She's my friend too, obviously. Right. But I go, listen, I go, if you ever do, if Leah ever does a video with girls, can you please call me? Because I really, I just feel like I need to work with her. Like I really, something I need to like, I don't know. I don't know what it is. And like six months later, she called me. She goes, hey, we're doing the Rock the Boat video. I'm like, I love that song. I'm like, yes. <gasps> yes. And then she's like, we're going to Jamaica. And I was like, oh, okay, amazing, yeah. cute, right? last minute it changed to the bahamas and i think it was because budget or whatever it was and it was a smaller island and we probably could whatever the yacht who knows what right, it was right i mean i know it's really weird to say but like if you had a choice to say i want to live my last days like a certain way right it would have been like we were staying on this island there's not it was maybe like i don't know a small island two three thousand um wow we had these amazing there were huts in different places, like Hype stayed in this, like Hype Williams who directed, stayed in the, in the, the um, these tall huts and we had go-karts and we were riding around. We had a lot of free time and right. we were in the ocean and we were like, ha we had the best time. And then we shot, cause she was shooting like different stuff. Right. And then the main thing on the yacht was the last day. And of course everything goes over yep. and we were out there all day and you know they're doing the helicopter like shots and it was crazy and just being with her was really really special because she is she was pretty magical she was pretty angelic she had an incredible spirit and energy um and of course the way that it worked is we were all supposed to leave that night and wow. we just shot and so she, of course, was like, she was dating David Dash at the time. She's like, I want to go home. So she, they took her on the speedboat. And of course, her family friend from the church was there and her hair and makeup and everybody went, her team, right, right. went. And they got on the speedboat. They went to the plane. And I think everybody had at least, at least two or three bags, <gasps> heavy bags, you know, not just their own stuff, but then their equipment, hair and makeup, wardrobe, but all right. 
um, we, I remember sailing back on the yacht and Fatima's her best friend. Fatima decided, she's like, I actually don't have to be home till tomorrow. So she didn't go for whatever reason. And she just had her baby. So, um, and so I remember we were on the yacht and we were sailing back and it was just, we were just cruising, like on the yacht, we were just dancing music. Like we were just like, and I remember like, I was like, Fatima, this is the best freaking gig ever. Like, this is the best, amazing time, you know, like everybody, we had so much fun. It was just magical we get back to the dock and then we get on this shuttle we have like a half an hour shuttle to go around the other side of the the island and i remember waking up midway because everybody had passed out i woke up put my head up and everybody was passed out from the day right wow and as soon as we got to our little place where we were staying they opened the door and it was like people from the island were like are you are you guys with 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 Aaliyah? are you with Aaliyah? we're like yeah why they like the plane went down and we were like what like it was literally like we all just dropped to our knees that moment that shock because we had just been with her like less than i don't know an hour you know before right and it was devastating and i think that really was a marker in in my career and in my life where um somehow like i felt that i needed to connect with her right and I did, and I'm grateful, and I feel honored that I privileged because she's still like so present, like her energy, and people still feel her. And she's now even I was just tripping about this even now because 20 years later we celebrate her, and the whole R. Kelly thing came up. Yeah, and I just feel like there's there's this sense of like redemption and truth being revealed, and her parents maybe having some sort of like. Um, release like they can release their baby's energy and her music just coming you know finally being released on on streaming platforms and stuff and there's a whole new generation of of people who are really like getting inspired by Aaliyah and understanding the music and I just remember my you know my friend um my friend from high school actually her sister was an intern on that music video rock the boat um and that was yeah and it was the first thing she had ever done as an internship and it was just like the craziest thing because we just were like we know someone that was there and like that was and let me tell you like Aaliyah was a very far away person from me like I was I, I was living in LA at the time but I couldn't even think like about knowing a musician this wasn't now in my life where it wouldn't have been a big deal of me knowing some sort of superstar now then it would be like a huge deal and yeah Yeah. so it's something that still continues that energy and that's so wonderful that you still celebrate and do you feel you were saying that there's like a reason why this happened to you at that time that it set everything kind of in motion No, I just, I feel like, well, it was interesting that I, that I had this inclination to actually make a call to sit, tell Fatima that I really wanted to work with her. And then it happened. And then, you know, because she, every, she's been a source of strength for me and Mm -hmm. people believe, you know, what they want, but Mm -hmm. I literally, there've been times and it's just not a coincidence when I'm like going through a really, really incredibly rough time. And then whatever, something that reminds me of Aaliyah, whether it's her song coming on the radio or like literally it's like, it's beyond, I've had things where I'm just like, I'm just like, and then I just come back to like being humbled and grateful and remembering because this industry can really take you for a lot of spins. Right. And so been 
um, just like I said, a source of strength for me throughout my career. And right after I got back from Malia, I remember just being in my apartment for like two weeks and I just was like, I was messed up. Like right. I couldn't leave. I remember just being in my dark apartment <laughs> and, um, and I just, and then, and then I got a call from this other choreographer, Hi-Hat, and she was like, oh, come do the MTV Awards for um, Misty and, and Nelly um, in, in New York. And I was like, oh, yes, because Misty and Aaliyah were connected. Right. I'm like, there, I need to do this. I need to get out. I need to do what I love. I need to remember, put my energy into what my passion is, right? right. And this will be for Aaliyah. So I remember going there. And it was just all going to fall like on my birthday, I was going to be in New York and all these dancers were going to perform at the wow. MTV Awards. It was like a big year, you know, and, um, and I just remember I flew there and I got there early and I went straight to the rehearsal situation and I, I was there before anybody and I decided to take a nap because I took a red eye and I took a nap and in that nap, it was the first time ever that I'd experienced somebody, some this kind of thing happening. And in my dreams, Aaliyah was like, girl, she's like, I'm good. She's like, I'm good. I got my, I got my people with me. She's like, I'm good. And I was like, I literally woke up and everybody was in the room and I was in tears because I just, <gasps> I had never, yeah. It was I just one of those things that I knew that like, she at least had her team, her people with her. She right. wasn't like alone. She wasn't like, right. it was so crazy. It was a lot. It was a lot, a lot. And then of course that was 2001. So I spent my birthday there, celebrated with all my people, like you go celebrate life, blah, blah, blah. And then I went to my friend's wedding in upstate New York. And then 9-11. 9-11. I was on a flight on United from Newark to LA and we got yeah. grounded in Omaha, Nebraska. And I just like, I was like, what the fuck? Like I literally had to take some time I yeah. had major anxiety after that. You know, it was just a lot of stuff, you know? So this all kind of ties into even, you know, what we're talking about because I had a really huge mental um, breakdown last year. Wow. And so it was sort of the deepest, darkest that I'd ever gone through. And I just had this whole newfound kind of perspective about mental anguish and, and the depths of what it is because and it, and then it's so crazy how it translates because like you're helping people and, and the other day i went to a massage i did got body work and i was obviously he released something and i started crying and talking about what i went through last year yeah. and he goes oh my god he goes i've been so upset at my friend who committed suicide because of the what the what he left and how selfish he was and he goes, and now I see that I didn't understand what he was going through. Oh, oh, you know, and I was like, and it's like, it was so deep because I was like, he goes, thank you. There was a reason that you came to see me today. He's like, cause I've been so upset. Yeah. And I was like, thank you because you just like helped me release, release you know, like it's so important. That but I am such a firm stuff. believer in exactly what happened to you. I feel like in you going and needing the body work, you needing this, right? You were like, I'm stuck. Something's happening. I need to be released. And while you were being released, you actually released someone else. I think that there is yeah. so much power in that. And I think it's just a reminder, you know, I, yeah. I get so frustrated while 
being in this in quote unquote mental health space because there's parts of me where I just feel like I release such good stuff and I'm like, not good stuff for me, but like good stuff from a guest where I'm like, fuck, I really want someone to hear this. This is like groundbreaking because it could be something that they say that changed my life or saved my life. And, yeah. you know, maybe it doesn't hit the numbers or maybe it doesn't impact the way that another silly thing would. But then you get that one call or you get that one text or you have that one person that listens where it literally saved their life. And it's totally. happened to me so many times um, where I've been on the receiving end of, you know, where where your therapist was, your massage therapist, right? Where I'm just so frustrated at someone or something and I just can't understand yeah. how they, you know, wh why the fuck did you do this or whatever it may be. And it takes a stranger to come in and have their own yeah. experience to completely yeah. change the game, to completely yeah. change the game. And it's the power in stories. And, and I, that's yeah. why I just push everyone sharing a story. You have no idea the importance of how you're going to change someone's life from something so little like that. That's, that's what it's about. And, and maybe in the beginning in our your younger years, you know, you have all this um, excitement and energy and ambition and right. you go out and you like go after your career and you do all this stuff, but you're going through all this stuff that is, the sort of meat and potatoes of who you are right, right and then you right. get to this point in your life where you're like shit i have to share this because yeah. this yeah. is going to impact somebody this is going to be the difference for somebody else and it's so important and it's like that it's not about the numbers i don't you know all these like people who are do, making the perfect pictures are you yeah. are you great or do you just look great right 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 no, it's so true. You know, it, it's so it, it is. It's like, are you doing the work that needs to be done in this universe? And it trust me, it took me 30 some years to finally be able to feel like I'm doing some sort of the work and putting the ego aside and saying, OK, you know what? I, by by 30 years old, I thought I'd have my Oscar at me, my kids, my this, my that. Right. We all have this false narrative. And then we're constantly disappointed right. when we hit that age when nothing happens. And you're like, oh, my God, I give up now. But you can't give up because you have to realize you have to go back and look at the accomplishments that you have had and be like, wow, even if it's just one accomplishment, yes. even if it's one conversation that you've had with someone where you've been able to relate yeah. to them on an emotional level, I think that that's what's remarkable. And that's why I always, you know, I, I've met a lot of people in my day where uh, I, 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 I'm someone that I can't keep inside how much other people have affected me. Like my perfect example is I met Paul Rubens. Pee Wee Herman is my favorite character of all time. And I met Paul Rubens and I <laughs> love it. I like threw up basically like my excitement for him. Um, and he was very kind and kind <laughs> of like off put being like, cause I go, Oh my God, I named my dog Pee Wee and Pee Wee Herman and my other dog's named Dottie. Cause it was your girlfriend. And like, I started like <laughs> rambling on and on and on. And I'm like, and you changed my life. And when I was a kid, I was a loner and I didn't think anyone loved me. And you know, I got to escape through the reality of, of peewee's playhouse you know all this stuff and he was very kind to oh me you know and i'm not saying that it made his day because it probably didn't but like if i were in his position 
that would make my day. And that's why I always tell my idols, tell people that have inspired me, you know, I have no ego uh, or no, sorry, I have, I, I have no like embarrassment or no filter because I think that it's important for people to know, especially artists, when you do the work, people appreciate it and you need to hear it because there is something important of the validation to know that you are giving your 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 whole body and soul up and that people are appreciating it you know and i think that yeah. that's why you know what you've done literally for me for all girls for everyone you really have had such an impact of what like power is in in female body in sexuality in music and just in just presence you know and i'm sure you know i mean i know you're an amazing mom but i'm sure that your your daughter later in life is really going to understand and appreciate that and see it in, in a quite different way is she aware of who her mother is <laughs> you know it's funny you just reminded me and i i write this shit down last night I was like doing stuff and making her food or whatever. And she's like, mommy, she's like, I love you. And I'm so happy that you're my mommy. And no. I'm so happy that I'm her. And I, I'm so lucky. And I was like, I'm the lucky one. And you're like, like honey. She's like, you're the best mommy. And I'm like, oh, I mean, that's the best appreciation, right? Oh, yeah. Like just, it's so, it's the best, it's the best gift ever when you, I mean, cause we all, wreck ourselves to perfection you know what i mean right. hold ourselves to high standards as if we're not doing enough but we do so much we accomplish so much and um you know it's it's it definitely feels good to do to feel to hear people say that acknowledge you and i just heard um will smith was talking about you know living living each day as if it was your last so when you say you know hi or goodbye or thank you it's with yeah. everything it's not like casual no it's like it's you know what i mean that it has like the 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 life behind it because you don't know what no. is gonna happen you just do and so well when, and it's just like, you know people yeah exactly you know love love you don't want to look back and regret you didn't love hard enough or you withheld your love or you didn't you weren't, you, you know, you weren't who you, you didn't, people didn't get to experience who you are because then you're right. actually, you're not benefiting yourself or anybody else, you know, it's just that. So that's when we get to do what we love, what we're passionate about, what we perform, that's when we light up. That's when we feel connected. That's when we feel yep. like people understand us, can see us and see who we are. And, and then there's also the other stuff that's, life right so right. when we are acknowledging all those parts of who we are that's how we can genuinely give back you know and that comes through our experience and wisdom of everything we've been through you know when you're young yeah everything's like great and like ah, like it just flows and then like shit starts slapping you upside right. the head and you're like okay all right when the dolls first started, <laughs> exactly right. When the dolls first started and then kind of hit, like blew up and just were everywhere. I mean, locally, everyone in LA and New York knew who the Pussycat Dolls were from the Viper Room through the burlesque show and all of that. But I mean, like Interscope days, like when it was right started, was it 
comforting to have the support of other people that were going through it at the same time that you were being that the other dolls that were with you or was it did you almost feel like a sense of loneliness of like a competition was there was there ever any of that that went on I mean you know I am such a team player like I've always been that girl to be like come on, you guys. Like I was always considered kind of like the mama. Plus I was the oldest one in the group. So I was always kind of like the the glue. Um, And, but I think any group situation, especially a girl group, it's inevitable to have some sort of, you know, um, competition feeling. I'm all about healthy competition. I think there's room for everybody. Everybody, there's, you know what I mean? Like I'm about, empowering each other um that that it's inevitable i mean it's like a relationship there's no way around it you're gonna have disagreements you can definitely overcome stuff but you know sometimes i mean there were also some personality disorders within the group too so Right. right i mean that's that was a bigger issue and i learned about it being in that situation right. I didn't even know what it was until halfway through and I was like oh that's what that that's is that's what yeah. we're dealing with right wow and so then you can have some compassion for mm-hmm. what it is and then you can make a healthy choice for yourself on what's right for you and what what was right for me was not staying in a toxic situation I think that's very important is is recognizing what's toxic around you yeah and not and not succumbing to that and falling into that that pattern of what other people are like how did you keep your you know your emotional and mental health stable when it blew up out of not out of nowhere i say out of nowhere because for the real world right if we're thinking about that that's kind of out of nowhere but i know listen this was years in the making of hard work every single day of fucking hustling so i'm I, trust me when i say it like out of nowhere i don't mean really out of nowhere but in the in the grand scheme of the worldwide sense you know what did you do to keep yourself sane in that sort of situation um I'm grateful that I did a lot of work before all that shit happened. Right. Because I think if you don't have a foundation, you can get very uh, lost and lose a sense of self and definitely, you know, be scattered. And it's hard. Like I said, you're, you're traveling, you don't have a sense of time and space. You don't, get to celebrate holidays and birthdays with your family and important days with loved ones. And it's, it's tough. It's definitely a a moment in life, but you're also living your dream like to the fullest, you know, and that's, that's such an adrenaline rush. It's such a high, you know, being on stage and getting that response from the crowd all the time that I remember, um, you know, I know some artists who I'm close with who have literally gone through a depression, like after tour, right? because uh, it's such a, you know, well, it's a down. crash. Yeah, no, it's, it's a balance. So like with anything, I think, I think what this all comes down to is sharing that Everybody has stuff that we're going through, right? We all, but ultimately we have to do the work. We have to do the work because the longer you run or the more you avoid it, we all have something to heal from. We all have something to acknowledge and to do the work. And a lot of people don't want to do the work. And it honestly, with being in the industry, if you avoid it, it's almost worse because you have this 
false sense of like, you know, reality living in the show of the life that you, or the pictures that you've created. And then, you, you know, when that's not what it is anymore, which nothing stays the same, we know that, mm -hmm. who are you inside of that? So if you have done no work or you've pretended or have, that's also the biggest problem with certain people that they, they're not even acknowledging that there's something they need to work on. Right, right. And we all have something to work on. 1,000% at any given time throughout our life. Yep. Like, that's the bottom line. That's the bottom line, I think. And so it's important to just talk about it. Like, I loved your conversation with Ross. And, oh, yeah. um, <laughs> like, it was just so, it was so great to hear. Yeah, it was just, it was just so great to hear because it needs to be candid. Like, you know, I don't know what you go through. I know what I went through and I can share what I go through. Um, and everybody has their own things that they're going through, but that's part of the reality. And it's hard sometimes for people to come out from behind what they're going through because you, they think they need to be uh, like good in order to share that. But it's a constant, it's constant. We're, we're always going to go through something. You could be like good. And then two seconds later, you fall down a hole. You know, and it's like, I've always done work, spiritual work and mental, physical, spiritual, like everything. And then I totally had one of the most challenging, deepest, darkest rabbit hole years in my life last year. And I'm in a completely different space than I was last year, but that is not to say that something like that couldn't happen again. I learned so much and that's what we have to do is just share that. But I do different types of modalities that I've been learning. I'm starting to learn breath work. That's a new one for me. Uh, there's something called alpha biotics where it's readjusting and restarting the nervous system through like the popping of the head. It's pretty wild. Wow. Uh, I practice wow. transcendental meditation, but these are all things that like come and go through my life, right? Like I get addicted to them and I'm like, oh my God, I love it. I can't live without it. And then I get lazy and then I stop. But I, I, I am such a firm believer in you need a full toolbox of tools to truly do the work, like you were saying, to create that foundation. Is there one yeah. specific modality or something that you like swear by that you like tell everyone about? Well, I mean, meditation has always been a through line for me. Yeah. And I fall, on, I, I fall on and off the wagon all the time. I've yeah. been wanting to learn transcendental meditation too. I've heard really amazing Ooh, I think you'd like it. it a lot. Yeah. Um, I've done tapping for sure. I've done breath work, which is super, super powerful. powerful. Um, I usually, I post about it. And every time after, I'm just like a wreck and just so released and free and like, I'm just like, ah, like love. <laughs> it's amazing. It, it feels like it just blasts through like five years of therapy. You know what I mean? Totally. Like that's how it's feeling. Like, yeah. It's, it's amazing. But this past year, um, so last, God, it's been a year and a half now. Um, I got tinnitus really, really, really bad. Um, oh my gosh. in the ear and <gasps> I didn't even know what it was. Oh my gosh. And then when I, when the ear doctor said that's what it was, I literally had a panic attack in the office and they prescribed me meds, which was a 
rabbit hole, which I found out later, really bad decision because I found out later I had inflammation in my brain, in the back of my brain, wow, which I didn't me. know. So when you're, when you're, when you take meds, which are trying to alter something in the brain and you have inflammation, it's kind of doing the opposite. It was, yeah. it, it went, I went deeper. And <gasps> it was just bad. And so little did I know, I learned through this whole process. It was like a backward scavenger hunt that I, I, I went, I went up to Mill Valley to see some integrative doctors and they did all kinds of tests and brain mapping and um, energy tests and ozone treatments. And like, I mean, I've done the whole Everything. gamut. Yeah. All about progressive and, and integrative medicine and East and West, everything. I'm a firm believer it's all connected, mental, physical, spiritual, everything, Absolutely. layers of stuff. I also was doing, I was also doing somatic therapy. So I was shifting things that were stuck and stored in my body, which I had no idea. Stuff like, duh, I was born with cleft lip and cleft palate. And I had never worked through what I'd gone through. The wow. surgeries, the trauma, the, 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 the trauma, right. That's stored in there because I figured, oh, I overcame it and I made this life for myself and right. I'm a warrior and I never addressed wow. all that I went through. <gasps> so I started, this stuff started coming up with compounded traumas of when I had my daughter giving birth and there was like this whole layered thing. But one of the main things that really, really helped me because I learned a lot about brain health. Mm. Um, turns out I had a, an abscess under my root canal, Really, which no pain. I had no idea until I got a, a 3d scan because regular x-rays don't show it. And the, it was a channel that led to the back of my brain. So I had inflammation in my brain. So I didn't know that was what was all going on. Right. So the, all this time, in essence, I got through what I was going through right fast. It was a year at least until like my tinnitus kind of went to a lower because I literally was like about to blow my brains out. Yeah. And I literally was like, I, and it's shocking to hear how many people have it in this world. Like it's shocking. And it was to me now I know probably triggered by stress, anxiety, and, well, um, and it's all it the years different. of all the trauma that you've had that you've put down, 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 down in your body. And you felt you were doing the work because you are a spiritual person. And it's like, oh, no, no, no. Joke was on you, Carmeet, because I'm going to show you every single thing that's wrong. And I'm going to make it explode all at once. And you're going to have the time <laughs> of your life. And it's going to be the craziest fucking year ever. And we're just going to keep on testing you because that's what the universe does. And let's see if you survive survived that and you did you just freaking like nailed it on the head it was like oh you think you're spiritual <laughs> jokes on you bitch <laughs> i mean yeah that's exactly what it was so so learning about brain health and how and also the tooth body connection there's a tooth body tooth people have no idea i didn't that, know this that little, yeah that that um low-grade like infections which antibiotics can't even get mm. um go to your gut your brain your heart it can affect many things so i had a low functioning frontal cortex brain injury basically hi hi that affects <laughs> cognitive memory i was i was i was like on another it was Planet. like yeah yeah and so 
that was where the mental came, you know, the whole thing came into play besides the anxiety and the panic attack gripping like 24 seven, you know, not to mention the rabbit hole of medication, you know, pharmaceutical stuff. And I had to oh, yeah. trust to wean myself off and do what I knew was I needed to do and get myself back. But one of the main things that helped me get my brain on track was neurofeedback. I don't know if you've ever yes. tried neurofeedback. I have never tried it. It's something I want to try. I have a lot of people in my life that practice it and that teach it and use it. And it is something I absolutely, it, you know, it's so funny because every time someone mentions it to me, I'm like, oh my God, I'm going to sign up tomorrow. I, I have to do it. And then I forget because I have the worst memory. Um, but too. but this is literally exactly what I, I need to do so it has been a game changer for you game changer game changer and you know it's shocking when i when i i was like why don't how did i not know about this and how how why is this not more well known they're like well the pharmaceutical companies don't really want you to know yeah this no because shit there's no, yeah there's nothing involved it's basically it monitors your your egg you know your it monitors yeah. your brain waves and it basically so it's neuroplasticity so you know, it can help kids with ADHD. It can help for any brain injury, stroke, anxiety, depression, addiction, because what, what happens is our neural pathways go down like the same path, right? right. They do the same thing. It's like going down a hike and you go down the forest. Well, I know this path. So I'm going to go down this way. So your brain does the same thing because it's, right. it's a pattern, right? But then if that pattern is anxiety or depression or something, you're like, how you're like, how do I, how do I change this? How do I, how do I, how can I do anything different? You can't see it, right? Your brain only knows how to do that one thing. So neuroplasticity is actually changing the neural pathways. So mm. what's incredible is they basically just throw a little, like something to interrupt that pattern. And so your brain's like, oh, well, I'll go this way then. Yeah, let me change direction. And the more you do that, your brain starts to actually, your, your, your whole nervous system, parasympathetic, just starts to relax. And your brain becomes more resilient. You actually start remembering things better. I was like, I couldn't remember anything. And it was because it was like, it's you know, it, it literally like, it's a game changer. I, all I can say is that it's been profound for me. Um, you know, and I've learned about brain health along with that, but if I can just share that with people, because it's hard to understand, you put these little like electro things on your brain right. and people are like, Oh, what are you doing? No, it's, <laughs> it's nothing but natural, like your brain waves. It's just monitoring them and then helping your, your, your brain wants to heal, yeah. but it needs a little help. It just needs a little help. We all need resilient. a little help. Right. So, I mean, honestly, I just, I, I want to scream it from the mountaintops. Like I honestly, I'm just, I want to take my daughter. I, I had a friend who was going through, he, he is, he's bipolar and he's been going through years and years of addiction, years mm -hmm. on and off the wagon and lost so many friends through everything. And he's like, you've been like a one person that is stuck. And we've had our moments when yeah. I was like, you know, put down my foot for certain things. And I'm like, I'm here for you, but you also have to want to be here for you too. Right. You have to do it yourself. Yeah. Yeah. I heard him saying something in his, in a conversation we had and I was like, oh my God, you 
need to try neurofeedback because it's so it's for it's for this pattern thinking this addiction it's and he goes you know i heard them talking about it in my aa meetings he went the next day i kid you not like after the first session he was like harvey he's like i this is crazy. He's like, I feel like my life is like limitless. I feel like, I feel like the potential, like his whole, his whole, every post he posts is like this it's changed positive, like high. it's changed his whole thing. He's going to fly his mother out here to do it because his mother's oh. been dealing with depression. He, I mean, literally, I just, it makes me so happy to see yeah. that there is, you know, there are people that are having such a positive response. There is nothing negative that can happen. No, no, only. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that that's, it's, it's, you know, I think that that's something I I love that you brought this up because there's a lot of things that are in the woo woo world, right? Where people are like, oh, that's like crazy people and stuff. That's like woo woo. That's magic. You know what I mean? And people are very judgmental. And I find, you know, if it's not FDA approved, people are judgmental and that's fine. They can do whatever they want. It's your prerogative. It's your life. It's not mine. But if you can see and and see, if you could A, see the difference and B, listen to someone's story on how something that they did that might have been out of the ordinary and not an FDA approved product has changed their life, then who are you to judge? And I think that, you know, we should all try everything, you know, as long as we feel comfortable doing it and we want to do it, or at least right. like do the research, you know, Google it, yeah. you know, ask a friend, listen to a story. And you know, it, it's, it's, it works. These things, they work, you know? And that's how I feel about transcendental meditation is just my brain being in theta has really been able, when I when I feel a manic episode coming on, it kind of feels like an eruption of a volcano in my stomach. I, I find when I do consistently keep up the meditation of twice a day that that dissipates a lot or I feel more in control and I'm aware of that I can do it it's the the programming of the brain and I think that you know one of my like closest friends he's a neuroscientist and we have this show on emotional support called beauty in the brain and we answer listener questions and you know he's a neuroscientist he tests things on his brain he lives with bipolar disorder and he tests different things through magnets that's how he does it right same sort of thing and you know he said you know we don't know anything about the brain (laughs) doctors and and scientists he's like we know just a one one millionth honestly he's like so we need to be open to other things because it's not a black and white you know this is going to work for you and this is not going to work for you there are different types of modalities and different things that we're learning every single day and just listening to someone's story may change it. And I guarantee you, Carmi, there is going to be someone who listens to this podcast that is going to do neurofeedback therapy and it is going to change their life just like it changed your life. But yeah, it is the trauma that's been built up all these years. And people think that you have to go through a traumatic experience to have trauma, but Trauma can also be tiny little speckles, molecules all built up. And then one day that just explosion happens and there's no reasons why there, no one knows why you have panic attacks. You know, it just, it's your body just wanting to rest and you want to be at ease. And so if this is working for you, 
I think that this is so fantastic that you have been able to find this type of therapy and that it's getting your mind in check. And I'm just, I, it makes me like so, so, so happy. Do you find that now you're even more in touch with your creative side even? Of course, when your brain can actually like let go, yeah. then that when you can access more creativity it's so it's when you are stressed basically your brain's like holding on and trying to control what it can and actually when i first went to the integrative doctors and did the brain map and found the the brain inflammation and i was like what how do i get brain inflammation because i didn't know until five weeks later about the abscess wow. and we were trying to figure out why what was going on um I remember she was, she showed me like when you have like red in certain lines in my amygdala and the hippocampus locked in red, locked wow. in fight or flight. <gasps> he was like, she goes, we can't even do neurofeedback on you until we relax your whole system. So wow. I had to do like seven, seven vagus nerve resets with magnets. It was all magnet stuff. So <gasps> it was really it was such a process just to even get me. And I remember the first neurofeedback session that I had right after I, right after I got anxiety because I was so relaxed and it was such a fucking foreign feeling. Yeah. I didn't know what to do with myself. Right. It was such, and I realized that my entire life I've been operating at this like ridiculously yep. high stress level and thinking that that's how everything has to get yeah. done. Right. Right. Chill out release the jaw, you know what I mean? Like yep. It's a constant effort to recognize how we hold our body, how we're, you know, it's just ridiculous. It's in every scenario and it's just life kind of lends itself with all this distractions and fast paced shit. And I'm like, you know what? I can get all the stuff I, I do. I can get all of that done without being at that high yep. stress level. And so it's a constant practice now. And you usually get more stuff done when you're not at that high pace level because you always, you've trained yourself to be like, oh, I have to be on, on, on to get everything done. But when you are relaxing, your mind is like back in that theta, my God, you accomplish so much more. And with ease. And you're not like trying to like think of everything. You're just, you're doing it. And it's great because add a kid into the equation and it's like, oh, shit. You know, like, I don't know how people with like multiple kids do it. I'm like, one is perfectly <laughs> like enough for me. I got a lot going on, you yes. know? And, and I'm grateful though, because she sees how I work everything out and things always work out, you know? Right. And it's like, if you kind of start putting that, that energy and that intention, that motto in that the universe is working with you and everything's working for you, not coming at you, you know, or working against you, where you can see when people have that energy and they sit with that or they live with that or they right. operate from that. And it's like, I was like, I don't want to be like that. I don't want to live like that. No. And so there's this, and that's kind of where I'm at too, with everything in my career too, you know, it's like, I, I want to do stuff, but I also don't want it to be forced. I want it to no. be organic and, and creativity sometimes takes time. 100% it takes time. You got it. You can only do so much. I don't want to ever be contrived. I no. want to be, I want to have fun and where I want to work. And that's where I'm at too. Is like at this point in my life, I want to do shit with people that I vibe with, that yeah. I energetically have a connection that makes sense. Sometimes you don't have that yeah. option. 
choose. Sometimes like money didn't. controls things and that's fine too. As long as you take that time where if you don't need the money, you can actually just focus on yourself. Well, Carmine, I have to ask you the question that I ask everyone on this show. What is your emotional support? What is my emotional support? It's gotta be my daughter. I was about family. to say, I feel like I know this answer. <laughs> yeah. My hubby and, and her, I mean, anytime I need, I just need to look in her beautiful face and we have a little family hug or like a oh. dance party and just kind of like go, go on an adventure, go for a hike with together or like just being together, you know, and I'm grateful for my mom and my dad who are still around Yay. and they're such inspiration. And they're just like, you know, and, and, you know, tables turn now, now I'm their emotional support. Now right. I'm there for them. Now I take care of them. And my mom is having a little bit of anxiety too. And I just turned her on to the neurofeedback, you know? Wow. And she's, yeah. So she's been, she started, she had a couple of sessions and, and it's, you know, it, it, it's hard. I mean, people are going through a lot right now. Yeah. Um, and I think it's also bringing, it's unearthing everything that we weren't dealing with, too, you know, because to say of the, the distractions and help. Yeah. So it's, 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 I think it's good because it's showing us what we really, really need to address. We, right. we can no longer ignore these things. We can no longer. And, and just to think about now in a, in a place where we can have these conversations about mental right. health, like I think about even past generations, my mom, you know, her growing up and my dad, like nobody talked about stuff. No. They would be like, Oh, that person was crazy or this person was like this and that you have no idea what they were going through no and maybe there was something wrong and in in but like because also things inside the body mm -hmm. stressors cause yeah. triggers in the brain and things and that's how it, there's so many layers of things on top of the trauma on top of the there's so many layers that need to be addressed and nothing was talked about no back even one generation you know, before us. So it's fantastic that you're doing this. I am so Aww. excited that you had me because I feel like I've been wanting to share this story, especially for mental health. You know, this, what's happening right now. Yeah. It's perfect. Timing. So it's perfect you. timing. I just, I love you so much, Carmi. You are just the best. Yeah.